Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about the art of diversification. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, it is August 27th. Another day, another Bitcoin. We're talking today about uh, diversification and the re- really the art of diversification. I was I was listening to a couple of podcasts and uh, unfortunately, it's like a lot of Bitcoiners that like put 100% of their you know, portfolio into Bitcoin. Uh, and then as I meet other people, when I'm, I just review portfolios on a almost daily basis routinely. And a lot of folks think that they are diversified and not really diversified. So we're going to go through like, you know, uh, why diversification is important, how to, you know, how not to diversify and how to diversify and then how to nuance it based on your economic view. So let's, let's start. I love to talk about principles because principles are just important uh, in in everything in life. But pride comes before the fall. It's a principle, right? Nobody can ever be certain of any outcome in investing. That's why diversification is important. You know, as 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 bullish and confident as I am in, for example, like Bitcoin being the best performing asset class over the next five to ten years. Right. It's not 100 percent of my portfolio, but I and I have the most conviction on it. Um, right. Because I'm, I'm a human. Right. I, I don't I'm 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 highly certain I'm not wrong. Um, hey, but, you know, you always could be. And the principle pride comes before the fall is a is a boundary I've put uh, in my head to help me not get overconfident um, with diversification. But but you have to have proper diversification, though. So let me let me give you like an example. Here's what is not. I'll encounter portfolios that are it might have 20 different stocks, right, or 10 different stocks and a couple of ETFs, but they're all tech stocks, right, or they're all U.S. stocks, or they're you know 80% crypto, but different crypto. And so they say, hey, I'm you know I'm diversified. And that's not really diversification. Uh, real diversification, you first have to understand like how the economy works and how well, all the different asset classes and how they move in relation to growth and inflation because growth and inflation drive all asset prices 100% uh, over the long term, right? In, in, in the short term, like markets, markets move irrationally, right? You can, you can have a, uh, a group of redditors that think it's funny to run up GameStop, and they can do that. So in the short term, like stuff like that can happen. Over the long term, you can't overpower growth and inflation, and that's growth in an individual um, company, growth in an industry, and global growth. Right? It all, it all fits in. It all fits in together. And so let me let me give you like an example of what I mean. So in a in a environment where Inflation is relatively low. Um, then, reserve currency assets tend to do 
whale, right? And specifically the assets that are growing the fastest. So America, for those who don't know, the dollar is the reserve asset. And so if you have a low inflation environment, then you look to growth stocks, which is typically like tech innovation. Um, those, those historically, um, do well. A uh, large cap, um, stocks, um, typically do well relative to small cap stocks because borrowing costs go down for, for large companies and they can, they can grow through acquisition. In a high growth environment, right, where, uh, where, where things are going well, right, then you have just lots of asset classes doing well. Basically, just about everything does well, um, in that, in, in that environment. Um, in, in, in a rising inflation environment where inflation is higher than what's expected, you know, then people tend to want um, assets that, you know, the non-reserve currency assets. So that's going to be like non-U.S. stocks, gold, commodities, those type of uh, investments. And so and, and now you have a new asset class, which, you know, is our cryptocurrencies and specifically, you know, Bitcoin, because, again, you know, I uh, the other cryptocurrencies are figuring out what they are. But Bitcoin specifically it, you, you 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 probably want to position Bitcoin more like a uh, another country assets, right? Think of it like a whole other currency, right? That's outside of the dollar system. That the economy is relatively new, like kind of like an emerging market where a whole economy is being built um, on top of. And so so you so you move into a realm of it, it it's it's tech, but it's also a new economy. And so it it, it kind of moves. It moves with high inflation, but it but it 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 it, it move, It's done well in an environment of low inflation over the last decade. But a, a big reason is is relatively new, and the U.S. exports its inflation right. So, meaning a lot of countries around the world that have had inflation over the last decade when we haven't, because their currency has gone down in value. And since Bitcoin is a global country recruiting uh, assets from all over the world, right? You have like this weird time period where it's moving relatively independent um, of anything else. But when you understand that when we talk about growth and inflation, you can't think of it in an American term, right? You got to think of it in a global term. So, you know, um, not everybody has dollars, right? Now, Americans hold the most Bitcoin, but this is where it goes. This is where it's in that hybrid where Americans are storing their wealth into it because we see what's happening over the world. And we're also building infrastructure you know, for the future when the dollar has lots of inflation, right? So it's it's a it's a unique uh, hedge asset where it can really do well in both environments, right? My hypothesis is, as you'll see in a second, that um, you know that it, that it will. So if you understand the different asset classes and how they move in different environments, then you can tend to say, okay, so if I want to build just a, a a baseline diversified portfolio that where I don't want to make any macro calls, I just want to be well diversified, then you want to have 25% of your risk in assets that do that do well in low inflation, 25% in assets that do well in higher inflation, 25% of your uh, money in assets that do well in low growth, and 25% of your assets that do well in high growth. And so if you do that, that's, that, that's like a good long-term portfolio that you can just set, forget, and let ride over time to keep keep rebalancing, and um, you know I'm confident you'll do relatively well over time. Uh, just focus on saving money. Now, if you want to, you know, if you have like a macro 
view of what's going to happen, you know, over a time period of five years or, or, or 10 years, right? Because again, anything under five years is tough to call, right? Then you can overweight or underweight based on your expectations of inflation and growth. So for example, you know, for, for, for me and my thesis, you know, I believe for the next five years, growth is going to be relatively low globally. And I, and I, and I also believe that inflation is going to pick up relative to where it was over the next five years. And so what that, what that leads me to do is overweight, you know, have a portfolio of Bitcoin, which that does well in both environments. Uh, low growth, right? So I'm heavily, heavily invested in growth, you know, growth stocks. But then as, as inflation rises higher than it was relative to, uh, it was over the last five years, you know, we're beginning to build a position in gold, which hasn't done well over the last decade because um, it's been a low inflation environment. But we're, we're beginning to build our position um, in gold. And many of the portfolios already have a, a relative overweight to emerging market assets, which emerging markets are heavy commodity countries, um, and, and they tend to do well in higher inflation environments. And so, um, you, you know, you put, you could put together a portfolio that expresses your macro, macroeconomic view once you understand, like, the drivers of, of growth. And so that, that's my thesis, and that is true diversification. So to do it right, you got to do the work. Right. You want to do the work. You want to understand all the different asset classes, how they move. Right. If and if just to get diversified and if you want to make a macro bet, you got to do even more work and maintain your work and make sure you know what you're doing. Um, by the way, there's no shame in not knowing, because I believe that folks just that just diversify and, and save a good chunk of their money and leave it alone will do phenomenally well. Right. I, I talked I talked a few weeks ago or a few days ago. I don't remember which one it was about. A young lady I met that just saved twenty percent of her income for, you know, since she started working her first job and you know, fresh out of her thirties, she has close to three hundred thousand saved up already. Right, just boring textbook, globally diversified portfolio of stock investing, nothing super fancy. Right, I had another client who, you know, she wasn't, she was almost forty, and she was able to, you know, pseudo retire from her. Uh, career where she was she was making good money, but it was demanding on her schedule, and she wanted to go pursue her passion of just teaching. Like she just loved to teach, and she had already saved up a million bucks, so she can do it and still be on track to retire with tons of money because she's doing it super early. And, and and again, her same deal. Like these, they they didn't, you know, some somebody I posted a com- I posted about it, and somebody put in the comments, did she buy Dogecoin? No, like they did it with just boring portfolios, not not hitting a big lick of luck over time. So. Hope this helps you. Y'all enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Weekly, I'm recording advanced planning ideas with my advanced planning idea episode sponsors, John Thurman, CEO of Access Financial, and Allison Rife Martin, CEO of Rife Martin CPAs. We're going to talk about uh, advanced financial planning ideas that we see our financially successful clients use to grow and protect your wealth. Tune in weekly on the episode. You'll see it'll be titled Advanced Planning so you know which episodes are the advanced planning episodes. Uh, If you have any specific thoughts, questions, or ideas you you want brought up on the Advanced Planning Ideas episodes, feel free to tweet me at ask underscore Philip or reach out to any of my guests. They'll put their information in each episode for more questions and more thoughts and things that you want to share on the episodes. 
Enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.